0: might open up a doorway to some other dimension.
1: We have to go back. I don't know how you guys cut it out here.
0: It's uh, it's Gili by the way. What? Um, my name is, it's G- pronounced Gili. It rhymes with really.
1: Is that just so Yeah. All right. All right, well, you know, I'll remember that for the next time.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Like What, where we discuss bad movies. Sometimes, you know, there's a bad movie and it ends up being hilarious. Last week we watched Future Sport and I thought that was, that was pretty great.
1: Future Sport was tolerable compared to this.
0: <laughs> yes, and, and then sometimes there's a bad movie and it's so bad that it's hard to actually watch and get through it. Uh, and that's, that's what we're going to be discussing possibly today with Gilji. Gilgi Geely.
1: But the spelling is weird on the... I still sorry. can't pronounce it right <laughs>
0: even after that intro with Ben Affleck explaining how to pronounce his name in the movie. Geely? Mm-hmm. G- okay, there we go. Uh, so, that's the movie we're going to be talking about today. I got Aaron Johnson back with me. Howdy. And so let's jump right into it.
1: Oh boy, this was... Yeah, I mean, futures, like we mentioned last week, we watched Future Sport, and that was actually like, I had fun watching that. This was difficult to watch. It was, it was funny because I was just watching, before you came in and said we need to watch this, I was watching Beasts of No Nation. So I came from watching that to this.
0: <laughs> yes, and so let's start. The movie opens with Ben Affleck talking into the camera.
1: You see, after all is said and done, the only thing you can be really sure of The only thing you can really count on in this world is that you just
0: never fucking know. And it's actually kind of a good speech. It's like, this is like an intimate moment with his character. And then it turns out he's in a laundromat and he's got some guy in the dryer. And this speech was actually meant to intimidate him because apparently... He's an enforcer for the mob and for this guy named Lewis. His character meets up with Lewis, and he tells him to kidnap a handicapped kid named Brian.
1: And A certain individual, he's got a, uh, a beloved relative with certain psychological defects. I want the relative gotten, alright? And I want him for the time being held onto to. It. So Lewis
0: tells him he has to kidnap this kid, Brian, to protect this guy in New York uh, from charges and blah, blah, blah. So he goes, he just goes straight to this hospital Mm -hmm. and he just kind of walks in and it's like, it looks like a mental institution and he walks in and he just takes him out no problem and it's like... There's no checkout policy. There's no
1: security. Like this is the son. Like, if we learn later he is like the son of like the D de- district attorney or something like that, or of, like the prosecutor.
0: He's the son of the of a district attorney. Well,
1: you'd think he'd have more security on him, but he. Just- well,
0: you'd think he'd be living at home. He, yeah. <laughs>
1: since,
0: since he's wealthy, yeah. he'd have you know some sort of uh, in-home established system for taking care of him. Doesn't he's in this really kind of rundown mental institution. Zero security, zero anything, and he just kind of walks in, takes him out. So yeah, that, right away, it's like plot flaw. And so Brian, the handicapped kid that they're kidnapping, who's played by Justin Bartha, he's in The Hangover, and it seems offensive. His acting yeah, is I offensive. Go into I'm gonna like, jump in right yeah, away. Yeah, Let's
1: just jump into like I I don't not even his accent. Everything about the way they treated his character, I
0: it's offensive it's
1: offensive i I'm not like I'm not an expert on the, on this field. I'm not like a social justice warrior or anything, but like I did find everything about this offensive
0: and we'll touch more on this later because there's other aspects of this film that are kind of offensive, and it's just n- none of it was well thought out, so moving on, they wind up at his apartment and there's a knock on the door. he opens it, and it's. None other than Jennifer Lopez. And it starts off like a bad porno scene.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, really, really awkward flirting until the big reveal that she is also brought in by Lewis, which is mm-hmm. Ben Affleck's. She is boss. like another
1: thug or hitman that's like or bounty hunter that's because
0: Lewis didn't trust Ben Affleck to do it by himself, so she he brought him back up. And there's this really interesting rant he goes on when, when Ben Affleck is trying to intimidate uh, yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Who
1: the fuck I am? I am the fucking sultan of slick, Sadie. I am the rule of fucking cool. You want to be a gangster? You want to be a thug? You sit at my fucking feet,
0: gather the pearls that emanate forth from me. Because I'm the fucking original straight, first-foremost, pimp Mac fucking hustler, original gangster's gangster.
1: It's absolutely cringeworthy. Bonkers. Well, what's insane is that, like, his... I don't know what he he was thinking when he was acting out that scene, because, like, he goes from zero to 100 immediately. He's, like, really calm, but the minute she, like, says one word, he just, like, starts yelling, and it's, like, insane.
0: So the next kind of big scene that we have is it goes into a dinner scene with weird romantic elevator music. Right away, it starts falling apart because the music, the tonality doesn't match up with... The introduction. It
1: was weird. I I, I describe it as like, it's like dad jazz. It's a
0: good one. I was, (laughs) I was thinking of elevator music, but dad jazz is, I mean, that's kind of elevator music. And I
1: read my my notes. I feel like the editor just didn't know where to place it because sometimes he would just like, he would just like put it during emotional moments. Like he didn't know when to implement silence and when not to. Like the music was just all over the place and it just wasn't, didn't help the movie at all.
0: Yeah. So, we have them, the three of them, and it's supposed to seem like a family dinner type. Yeah, thing. I got that kind of very confusing. Too. The again, br- it hasn't come up. Brian isn't asking to go. Like he has to go home. Maybe in the first like two minutes of this so-called kidnapping, doesn't come up again. So he, they're they're having dinner. Brian is calm. He's eating. He's complaining about the food, yeah. but like with a stranger, yeah. like. What?
1: And in this scene, Affleck continues to just treat him like the worst, like in the worst way you could treat someone in his condition.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and so so during during the dinner, it comes up. There's a weird rant about how in every relationship there's a bull and a cow. Tell
1: you something. In every relationship there's a bull and a cow.
0: It just so happens that in this relationship right here with me and you, I'm the bull.
1: You're the cow. All right, bull, cow. Got that? Yeah, I got it.
0: Bull, cow. And we'll get back to that later because this is a theme throughout. Oh. The, believe it or not, it's a theme throughout the movie. Bull and cow type thing. It comes up like six times. They try to make it like a joke. Doesn't play off at all.
1: Heads up to our listeners. We're gonna be saying he goes into a a lot because this movie is made up of a bunch of monologues. Like it's a just of Ben a, Affleck. Yeah, a, a huge. I mean, Jennifer Lopez. Like, like, just monologue after monologue.
0: All right. So they so they put Brian to bed. Hmm. Uh, after dinner, Brian asks uh, Larry, which is Ben Affleck's character, to read him a book. Larry, read to me.
1: What? Read to me, Larry. Read to him, Larry. I don't want to read to him. What do I got to read to him for?
0: Apparently, he doesn't own a book. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so he reads some household label stuff. Um... Uh, and this happens multiple times yeah, throughout the yeah, movie. It's so
1: the one gag I kind of enjoy. You enjoyed it? I okay. liked it a lot. <laughs> I, I didn't. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it went lukewarm right over my head. <laughs> I was like, oh. I had to find some silver lining. You don't have a book. I got a bone book. Oh, there you go. Read to me, Larry.
0: So, fast forward Jennifer Lopez, Ricky, whatever you want to call her. She's in bed now with a book. She didn't want to read it to, to Brian. Yeah. She just kind of, she's <laughs> like, this is my book.
1: It's the book she carries around, and she's always, ha- it's like a Zen or like peace book. That's like her thing is that she's like a Zen master. Yeah, I but
0: really where did that. she get it from is my question. She didn't walk in with the book. She just appeared with I
1: also want to say she has an amazing amount of clothes that she changes, a lot of jewelry. She didn't see it, pack any bags. She kind of just walks in the apartment with the clothes she had, and she has a book. She has all these clothes. It's like... I know, I
0: know. Where where did they come from? Where did she get this stuff? Anyway, so now Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are getting ready for bed. And Ben Affleck is in the bathroom. And he has this weird cow and bull thing scene again. And I, I don't know.
1: There's your bull right there. There's your bull. And there's the horn. Fuck with the bull.
0: Get the horn. Really awkward. I thought it was cringe. Yeah, that was it's cringeworthy. Yeah. So then there's some bedside talk. Uh, she comes up that she's a lesbian, yeah. Affleck
1: tries to put the moves on her and she just straight up says, like, I'm a lesbian, and that becomes essentially the only kind of conflict or like defining plot in the entire movie. And it just doesn't really fall what through. a bummer, yeah. I know what a bummer. <laughs>
0: uh, so fa- fast forward, it's the morning. We get a knock on the door. This is one of the enjoyable scenes. Only in the movie. You
1: thought this was enjoyable. I liked it. I love...
0: It's Christopher Walken. It, it, it's
1: amazing to see Christopher Walken walk into this... walk. It's amazing to see Christopher Walken walk into this scene because it's just like, what? What are you doing in this movie?
0: It's Christopher Walken. He plays a cop. He's at the door. He's asking about the kid. And it comes up. This is where the characters learn that Brian is the district attorney's son and they kind of freak out a bit. Go down to Marie Calendar's. Get me a big bowl pie, some ice cream on it. Mm Mmm, good. Put some on your head.
1: Your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. Interested? Sure. So I mean, most most movies Christopher Walken appears in, you're you're generally like he says funny things and his accent kind of helps with that. But I couldn't understand like a word he was saying in this whole thing. He was something about like, oh, put pie in your head and slap your brains out until you eat the pie or something like that. It was so weird. I couldn't. Remember. It didn't make
0: sense at all. oh no. uh, but I enjoyed it. I like Christopher <laughs> Walken. No matter what he says, I enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy that man's performance. So now they're in a car for some reason running errands. Doesn't really. We don't really get an explanation. It's like, ah, oh, we have to go. We don't want to have more scenes in this apartment. Yeah. So
1: we're going to go it's somewhere. It's funny you say that because I, I swear 90% of the movie takes place in that horrible looking apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
0: so this is an important scene because this is the first time Brian, I think, I think this is the first time that Brian brings up Baywatch. Maybe. It might well, not be. I think
1: he brings it up when they, as soon as they leave the hostel he picked him up from. And they do... I, I thought this was offensive. Uh, he, uh, he, like, asks Ben Affleck, can we go to the Baywatch? And Ben Affleck, instead of grabbing a phone, he grabs, like, a flashlight and says, like, oh, the walkie-talkie says it's closed. And that kind of... He just keeps on delaying his want of going to the Baywatch multiple times.
0: Yeah, so Brian wants to go to the Baywatch, and every time they bring this up, they start playing really emotionally driven music. And so it's like, This is his character plot. This is his arc. Brian, uh, his arc somehow revolves around Baywatch and girls. Yeah. And it's very confusing. It's very
1: uncomfortable to watch.
0: (laughs) The next big plot point is a phone call with Lewis, which is informing Ricky and Larry, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck that they need to take Brian's thumb and mail it to his brother, the district attorney.
1: Yeah. Or
0: federal federal attorney or something like that.
1: It's, it's only until 45 minutes into the movie that we get an actual, like, kind of, like, plot, like, something happens. Yeah.
0: <laughs> M- there's more conflict than just sexual tension yeah. between uh, Ben and uh, Jennifer Lopez. So, out of nowhere, Lopez's ex-girlfriend, ex-girlfriend okay. or girlfriend at this point shows up and they're fighting and there's miscommunication and uh, after m- minutes of melodrama they break up and the ex-girlfriend is so upset she goes and grabs a knife and slits her wrist and it just doesn't fit doesn't make sense i think the only reason this scene exists is because they needed for s- some reason for them to show up at a hospital yeah and they're like, how can we get our characters to a hospital? Yeah, Let's and have
1: this person show. Because she like, doesn't appear again or has any contributions. To the plot yeah, and
0: so. so literally her the ex-girlfriend comes in. She gets upset because Lopez breaks up with her. She slits her wrists. The main characters end up at a hospital. And they have the bright idea to steal a thumb from a corpse and send that. Because Brian has grown on them. And they don't want to send Brian's thumb. And they... They, they'd they rather take it from a corpse. Do you
1: remember how Ben Affleck acquires that thumb? What does he use? He uses a plastic, plastic knife. knife to cut off yeah. the thumb. <laughs> and it's so weird for, for me to think that, like, oh, Brian's grown them, because I feel like throughout the entire movie, Ben Affleck just hates Brian, because he just keeps on giving him shit for being an idiot. Yeah. It's, and it's, like, hard to watch. It's like, you shouldn't be treating him like this.
0: So they mail a package, uh, and, and they go home, and it's bedtime, and... <laughs> And Ben Affleck is persistent with 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 Jennifer Lopez. He's, he's still trying to get it in. He
1: gives that kind of like romantic comedy, like, I love you and I need you speech, but like before that, he calls her like a Dicasaurus Rex. Like, he's not doing this I love you speech very well. He does call her a Dicasaurus Rex. It was,
0: it was actually the funniest I wrote my movie. notes. Is Dyke derogatory? <laughs> and so his persistence pays off. She caves. And they, she's like, okay, let let's let's do this in a really awkward way. A really
1: bad sex scene. It was like way too well, long.
0: Well, before that, I think I thought it was hilarious to point out that Ben Affleck tries to back out. She's <laughs> like, she's like, she's like, okay, let's let's have sex. And then Ben Affleck is like, you know what? I I don't want to. Yeah, I don't that, think I, it's I right. Because it the whole movie was just him wanting this, <laughs> and so it leads to the weirdest, longest sex scene I've ever seen. Where they have, like, weird, playful music, and, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just creepy. It was
1: just them rolling on the bed for, like, ten minutes, and it was, it was, way, so long. It was way too long.
0: So, post-sex scene, they're, like, spooning, and they're talking, and you know what comes up again? The whole The whole bull and oh, cow yeah. metaphor they have Jesus. going on comes up again. <laughs> Every relationship has a bull and a cow, huh? That's right. I'm like, my gosh.
1: Just beating thing death now.
0: Why is this a thing? Like, who, who? Why did he think bull and cow was this giant metaphor that they should have running throughout the entire movie? Why did they think that it would be a good idea to have this like really? bad saying. Yeah. Be like the main one of the main points in the movie. And uh it was upsetting. So the next day, Lewis has some emergency and they leave Brian at home and Lewis takes him to none other than Al Pacino See, himself. you
1: like Mr. Appearing? I like this scene cuz Al Pacino I love fuck. this oh, scene it too. It was insane. Okay, go, go on. Yeah.
0: So, Al Pacino plays Starkman.
1: Starkman, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I mean, he yells it at one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know my fucking name! That was his line. <laughs> Mr. Starkman! <laughs> and
0: so, and so, uh, yeah, so this is the guy uh that they've been working for. This is the guy in trouble from New York that they kidnapped the district attorney's son for. And... Well, he's frankly pissed because yeah. because he's yelling a lot. Yeah, he's yelling a lot
1: and be, I, I it, feel like his only actor note that was given by the director was like as the scene goes on slowly increase no, quickly increase volume to the point where you're just yelling for no reason. Yeah, and so <laughs> he's
0: upset because like the audience uh we think the kidnapping <laughs> scene is a stupid idea. Yeah. <laughs> and this is probably the best scene in the movie. I actually jumped here. I he's was pissed. surprised Uh, this was actually, I was like, huh, this is good writing. Yeah. So, Al Pacino, out of nowhere, shoots Lewis in the head. Lewis is dead.
1: There's like a few seconds of actual good directing and filmmaking, because there's a cool, there's a cool shot of the fish tank, and you see a fish eating, like, part of his brains. I thought, that's a cool shot. That's the only good part of this movie. Yeah, so
0: he, (laughs) so he shoots Ben Affleck's boss, who, who gets him to kidnap the son, and so now, now Starkman is his direct boss, and so he brings up, he's like, "I know you, I know you sent the wrong thumb. There's, there's such thing as fingerprinting." Yeah. And I'm like, "Finally, the voice of reason! Yeah. <laughs> like we have, thank God it came back here. And this is, this is kind of where the movie paid off a bit. It's like we have this character who recognizes yeah. how stupid some of these scenes were." And so I was like Al Pacino, my man, bring it in. <laughs> and so he kind of he kind of brings the movie back but really not enough. No. Uh not there's not enough payout to to make up for everything else. And so Jennifer Lopez's character, Ricky, uh convinces uh Starkman Al Pacino not to kill them because she she says that they'll kill Brian and it's again using vague like mob speech. She convinces Al Pacino yeah. that they'll kill Brian and so let us go and we'll take care of everything for you and we'll solve all your problems.
1: It was really anticlimactic to like a really cool scene and the ending was just like okay and they just like talked their way out of trouble. Like it really wasn't anything. Yeah, it amazing. kind of
0: just ends there. It's like uh, yeah, and. So then, literally, not even 30 seconds after they get out of the house, they're like, yeah, we're not really going to kill him. <laughs> yeah, we're not really going to kill Brian. We're just going to take him back. So they, they get Brian, and they're on their way to drive him back to the hospital or the mental institution, wherever they got him from. I'm, it's still not clear. Yeah. Cue cheesy music. And what do they pass by? Well, hold on. Oh, yeah. Hold on. This is this is the big climactic scene for Brian. This is the conclusion. We're getting to the conclusion of his character arc. Uh Ben Affleck gives Brian dating advice in the car. Hello. How are you today? How
1: how are you today? Nice weather we're having. Nice play. what happened. An hour of him calling him an idiot and a retard throughout the entire movie. This is like the one moment they connect.
0: <laughs> and and so this is where they just happen to drive past the set of Baywatcher. Just a like, film set yeah, and Brian like in his stupidity that, you know, apparently we're all supposed to be laughing at. Uh, you know, we it's think exciting. he thinks that it's Baywatch. And so they go to this film set that's on a beach that they drive past and out of nowhere Ben Affleck goes on a toll phone pay phone and, and tells calls the brother apparently to pick him up from the beach so now they're not even dropping him off at the hospital no. i i bet there's, you
1: uh, there's a million things wrong with this series. i bet
0: you they couldn't get that set back and they're like we have to find a way yeah. <laughs> to like cuz they probably filmed it in the beginning and yeah. then they didn't have ideas i have no idea but the so apparently the brother's coming back to the beach and Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez drive off into the distance as Brian dances with... He
1: gets to be an extra on the set of Baywatch. He sneaks his way in. And it's weird because, like, everyone's wearing bikinis and swimwear. He's wearing, like, a winter... Like, he's wearing, like, winter coat.
0: So the, his his arc ends with him talking to some Australian girl well, yeah, and dancing.
1: Earlier, we, we see him um, at the department, we see him taking long-distance phone calls to Australia because he likes the voice of Australian women. So you meet it's like a cute Australian girl and Ben Affleck who's like what like thirty miles away sees this hears the Australian girl's voice and goes like yeah you did it buddy I was like wait how can he up. hear her yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's really the end of the movie or the last thing I want to talk about yeah let's get on to information about the movie. The budget of this movie it was seventy-five point six million dollars. Are you kidding me? Which is huge.
1: And all that was spent on that apartment that we spend ninety percent of the time in. <laughs> I,
0: I have no idea. And, and the box office revenue mm. was seven point. 3
1: million. No, I thought it would make lower. No way. Se- 7.3 million is almost nothing. I didn't think it would make a million honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so they made back less than what or yeah, less than 10% of what they spent. We and all this is according to Box Office Mojo. Um and and so they they literally make nothing on this movie. And it's considered one of the biggest flops of all time. So let's get into... Do you have any favorite quotes? Oh, I think we movie? both have
1: one. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's right after uh, whoever the ex-girlfriend is slits her wrists. Ben Affleck is like, really, like, he's like, there's so much craziness going on in my house. And he says, what does he say? This must be mental fucking illness week. And yes. I'm just... ah. Uh... It it was offensive, but I kind of, I had a good chuckle at it. it I had a good chuckle, but it was
0: like, I laughed because of how bad and and offensive it was. I shouldn't be laughing at this. Anyways, I I think, I don't want to talk about any more favorite quotes. I think, yeah, I mean, that was it. So, let's get to, would you give this movie a pass or a watch?
1: Pass, absolutely, absolutely.
0: I would also say pass on this movie. It was a bad movie, but it was so bad you know that what? it's cringeworthy. I never guess, watch it. What's how your, did this get made?
1: What's your what do you think is the most cringeworthy scene in this movie? Like let's put that up there.
0: The most cringeworthy scene for uh, you? I it's for me. It's not one scene in particular, but <laughs> but it's the whole bull and cow yeah. thing that comes up at least five times throughout the movie, and it's like, this is... Who thought that
1: Ah! Yeah. I can't...
0: I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna further... What about what about yourself? I,
1: uh, it did two things. It was either that terrible sex scene, or just when she slits... I feel like he was really trying to push, like, a kind of, like, like an LGBT, like, movie kind of agenda, and having her slit her wrist, but, like, it just... It, 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 it felt... It, he was trying to be artsy, but it wasn't there with the dad jazz and, like, the way it was filmed. I just... I don't like pushing that. Yeah, it was so weird. Well, I'm
0: sure uh, all of the LGBT audience that watches this, uh, I'm sure everyone who has some relation to that was extremely, extremely offended by yeah. this movie. Because and the main reason being is you have this male protagonist character pretty much convince or uh, change the sexuality of the lesbian character and it's just super the concept
1: like it almost implies is that offensive. if i have sex with her good enough she'll turn she'll be straight again well even the that's fact all, that's what i got and i was like that's that's insane that's inappropriate
0: well even the fact that they that he got to the point where sex was an option she specifically multiple times is like i'm a lesbian i'm not interested yeah. and then somehow he using his swagger convinces her that sex would be a good idea. And it's just. Ugh. So, after being offended multiple times, <laughs> after offending the LGBT audience, after offending. Mentally the, handicapped people? Mentally handicapped
1: people. Or possibly Italians. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'd give this movie, I don't think we even need to give stars. This is a definite pass. I don't. Ugh. I'm sure Ben Affleck's career suffered. It's funny. from this. It's fine.
1: Matt Damon says, uh, in an interview, Matt Damon said that whenever Geely is brought up in, in, in any kind con- of conversation, he notices Affleck twitches. Like, everyone was affected by how bad this movie was. The director doesn't even make movies anymore now, because <laughs> of this movie.
0: And so with that, I'd like to thank you for listening to Like What This Week, and uh, listen again next week. See ya. So if you know who you are, want
1: to you make yourself seen, take a chance with my love, and not find out what I mean I need love to do